everyone, Sarah Brown Wessling here from the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. And I am so excited to announce the third season of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. CCSSO's National Teacher of the Year program provides a platform for exceptional educators to elevate issues that affect teachers and their students, to expand their leadership roles, and to inform policy and practice. In this season of the podcast, 2022 State Teachers of the Year will teach us about the lessons their students keep talking about. Maybe it's the one that they come back to years later and tell the teachers about. Or maybe it's the one their most recent students have asked for over and over again. This season, we are honored to have two past State Teachers of the Year conducting the interviews themselves. You'll hear Stacy McAdoo, 2019 Arkansas State Teacher of the Year, John Arthur, 2021 State Teacher of the Year, and me in conversation with our teachers throughout this season. I invite you to listen to these incredible stories. Welcome to the Voices from the Classroom podcast. I'm John Arthur, the 2021 Utah Teacher of the Year, and I am here today with Kim King, the 2022 Connecticut State Teacher of the Year. Welcome, Kim. Hey, great to be here. Ah, it's so good to see you. Now, would you mind telling us a little bit more about where you teach, what you teach, and why you love teaching? I teach in Mansfield, Connecticut. I teach uh, preschool to grade four. And I love teaching art because I love building creative confidence in my students. I think a lot of people think art, that I'm building artists, but I'm really building, um, teaching kids to think creatively and to gain that um, confidence so that whether they go on to be artists or whether they go on to be scientists or um, teachers is that they have that confidence in their own creativity and their own ideas. I love that. I have two little girls, four years old and six, and I, I pray that they end up with a teacher like you, someone who can encourage them artistically because my art skills are pathetic. I am, I am, I'm terrible. When they ask me to draw with them, I have to say no, because it would be too embarrassing. Uh, oh, so fingers no. crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. They get some time with someone like Kim King. Well, really quickly, let's go ahead and dive in then into one of those learning experiences that your students have had with you, a right. lesson that your students just keep on talking about. Would you mind telling us about the lesson, giving us the details about what you did? and what your students did throughout the lesson. Well, I'm gonna give you a little backstory first. Um, when I started teaching in Mansfield, I inherited this it's kind of a capstone project. It was a culminating fourth grade project where fourth graders were given canvases and real acrylic paint, and they were creating animal portraits. And um, so when I came in, I uh, families talked about it like it was a really big deal in my school. And instantly I just saw how it created a lot of stress in the students because um, by third grade students have an understanding of who's a good artist and who's not a good artist, like in their own minds. They've already decided like like yourself, I I can't draw. Right. And so it becomes Um, something that maybe uh, a small portion of the students actually enjoy. 
And then it becomes very stressful for the other students. And um, through the years, I tried to um, support students in different ways. I tried to um, kind of create the scaffolding that like a, a teacher would do to try to support um, their, uh, that when they got to that painting that they would feel confident. And um, it was during COVID that I said, you know what, I'm not putting my students through this, right? We had just come back in person. And I said, you know what, this is a, an opportunity, right? Um, I was already thinking about the way that I approach teaching art. I had been doing some research and my administration was supporting me. Um, and so I was switching from a traditional um, classroom, like art classroom to a choice-based classroom. And so I thought this was my perfect opportunity to um, give my students some choice and some voice in this project. So we, we, we ditched the animals and I did give them the choice that if they wanted to include an animal in their painting, they could. But really, um, we, I wanted to make sure that every student, every student, whether, you know, you could, you know, in, in our traditional sense, draw a straight line, you know, that's how the, 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 always the deciding factor is like, I can't draw a straight line. So I'm not a good artist. Well, that, I don't know who decided that your ability to draw a straight line made you a good artist or not, <laughs> but I wanted everybody to feel like they could create something beautiful and something they were proud of. And so we decided to do a silhouette project where they created a template of their silhouette and then um, they were free to do whatever they wanted. So we mm. talked about the idea of what's inside of us and what's outside of us. You know, we had just come through COVID and Oh my gosh. Like you think fourth grade, the, the works, the, the artwork that we got was so beautiful. It, it represented their stories. It re represented their emotions, how they were feeling. We got artwork that was just so personal and powerful there. I, I mean, when we displayed it at their fourth grade graduation, parents, were just stunned, you know, uh, and teachers could recognize students and say, yes, I can recognize that student just by not their silhouette, but the, the way that they created their artwork. You know, some of it was very telling of, of the trauma that they'd been through. A lot of kids dealt with identity issues, with race. Um, one student, she was by, she is um, biracial and she repeated her silhouette so she had flipped her silhouette and, and traced it twice and on one side she was this the negative space was white with a black background and on the flip side it was black with a white background wow. i mean just incredible powerful work and we talk about centering our students and their families and their and their um their cultures like this was just like my eye-opening, my moment of like, I need to do this more and I need my students to feel that ownership of their mm -hmm. art. And because each one looked totally different, they, I mean, some kids collaged, some kids painted, some kids did a combination, some kids drew. I mean, it was so, each one was so different and unique. There was not that comparison. There wasn't that, oh, well, yours looks real. So um, yours is better they were many of them very abstract. So there wasn't, and so each, each student celebrated the other students like, wow, that's so cool that you did that. 
And there was a lot of idea sharing. Um, it was just a really exciting, beautiful time of being able to come together, especially after having been apart for so long. Wow, absolutely. And I'm just imagining the kids creating in that learning space, to be in that environment where they felt safe enough and, and you know, just well enough taken care of to, to put themselves out there in such a vulnerable way. I'd love to know what it is that you did prior to that to create that kind of learning environment. Because a, a lesson like this doesn't happen in a classroom that doesn't feel safe. So what strategies, what did you do to create that learning environment? I think that um, I, I'm very much of a, a mama bear, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and I really do truly, even though I see close to 400 students, you know, I, I really try to build relationships and connect with my students. And my students know that the art room is a safe space you know, I actually have that on my, <laughs> on my door and, you know, <laughs> it literally says that. Yes. Uh, yes, it, it does. And, um, I, I feel like they really feel that energy when they come in that we really have, we really do talk about, um, things like how to give feedback. I mean, that's so, some, something really simple, but even when you're, you know, in, in elementary school, that's, that's something that that could be so hurtful if you're not prepared to receive feedback or you don't know how to properly give feedback. And so like one of the things that we do is we'll put work in progress up and um, anybody, any of my students can leave a sticky note on the work in progress that's up or even on the, the work that's in the hallway. And they they just know that when they they leave comments that they're always positive. And um, it's so amazing to see that just that simple act is that students will come in, they'll walk through the hallway. And the first thing they want to do is, Mrs. King, can I get a sticky note? I just saw something in the hallway and I want to, I want to leave some feedback, but it's, and it's always positive and they're always looking to kind of lift each other up. And I think that that's just kind of um, the community that I've tried to build. Uh, and, um, you know, one of the, I know it's very cliche. We all have that sign in our classroom that says you matter, right? But <laughs> I really I really feel like our my students really feel that when they come in and and um so like when we did this project, we did a lot of um like mini critiques or we would kind of give each other um I would do like gallery walks, you know, where mm -hmm. we kind of stop in progress and just always highlighting and always um, kind of lifting up kids that took a risk, you know, and to say, Hey, this is, this is great. You took a risk. And, and, and then for the other students to be like, wow, how did you do that? You know? And so they really feel like empowered to take more of a risk, you know? And also I celebrate the fact that just like if a little John Arthur was in my class and he didn't feel so confident about his artwork that we would find something that you felt confident about, you know, whether, so that's why like collage was an option, you know, like if you can yeah. cut out and you can glue, then, then you can do that. You know, your one student was really, um, he, he was like, I'm really like math. I'm, Cause we asked, I was like, what do you like? What do you, you know, what are you interested in? I really like math. 
So we talked about it and I was like, well, you can use math in your project. It's like, well, how would I use math? I'm like, well, you could put numbers. You, you know, there are a lot of artists. And so I showed him an artist that used numbers in their artwork. So I individualize a lot of my teaching. So if someone says, well, I'm kind of interested in this, like I had a student who um, she likes to write poetry. And so I showed her artwork that incorporated poetry in, in the artwork. So it doesn't have to be this kind of very um, limited experience. Art shouldn't be limited, right? So uh, they can bring in all aspects of their their lives into the classroom. One student did um, her negative space. She did um, a German flag. And then um, in her positive space, she did a, an American flag to show that she was like this combination of these two mm. um, cultures. And so, you know, and these are these are ideas that are coming from the students. They're not coming from me. So that's what's really cool about um, this approach of, of allowing kids to have choice and voice. Um, like I told them, I said, you know, we used to be where the teacher came up with the idea, the teacher chose the um, materials, the teacher gave you kind of examples. And then it was, that's how you got to that feeling of there's a right and wrong way to do it, Right. Even if there's a little choice, like even if it's like, well, you can choose what you you draw a picture of, but you still have to follow these um, requirements. And so you're not really teaching a child to be an artist and to trust their ideas and to trust their um, instincts. And you're also not teaching them to take risks and you're not teaching them to fail, right? Like failing is, is an essential part of learning. So we, whenever I introduce a new material, I'm always like, let's experiment. Let's see what it can do and see what its limitations are, you know? And so that's where the learning is, is in a lot of times they're like, oh, I tried this. It didn't look so great, you know, but if I do this, this is kind of cool. This is something I never thought of. And the kids are always teaching me new ways to use the materials. Like uh, I'm just, sometimes I'm like, wow, I never thought of doing that. So it's, (laughs) it's cool. And I'm sorry, I talk a lot. So you can stop me at any point. <laughs> hey, Kim, this is a podcast. That's the whole point. <laughs> I will say that little John Arthur, had he been in your class, it may have it may have changed the entire trajectory of my my life. I may be an art teacher right now if that had been the case. And that sign, you matter, will only become cliche yes. as soon as all kids know it. And right now yeah. they don't. So keep on waving that sign and making sure that they see that. And I'd love, I get a very clear picture from everything that you said. And I especially love those positive notes that the kids were leaving each other. That's a great, simple teaching tool that we can take into our classrooms. I'm going to take into my classroom in a few weeks. But I'd love to know what you learned about teaching and about learning from this project by watching your students create these these very unique individual representations of who they are. What did you learn through this process? I think the biggest thing that I learned is that it's okay, right? As an art teacher, a lot of times you're judged on your art show, right? On the the end of the year art show, right? This, this big 
moment. And so it was a little scary saying, okay, I'm going to allow the process to be um, and the learning to be at the center, right? And not the end product. It turned out that they came out beautiful, but I had to be okay with the fact that they might not, (laughs) right? And that's scary. That's really scary when, when parents and administrators and your colleagues are seeing like, okay, so what, what happened, right? It's kind of a mystery. What happens in the art room? Um, So you have to be okay with saying, you know what, what is more important is the students are learning, they are growing, you know, and that sometimes that process is more important than something that's pretty at the end. And the other thing that I had to really, and I knew in, I knew, um, inherently I understood that the, a child's aesthetic is different than an adult aesthetic and that our expectation, right. When you, and I'm sure you've seen like these beautiful kind of art projects that are kind of cookie cutter, like every one of them looks great and they followed kind of step-by-step, right. Um, I knew that that is not what really is, is helping students, right. That's, that's highlighting students, um, their, their, their shortcomings and, and not right. Their potential. And so I really had to trust that inside of myself through this process and to know, I guess I had to right, trust the process it, it just as much <laughs> as the kid, the kids had to trust the process. And that sometimes we don't know how it's going to come out in the end. Um, but I was reminded, um, we just had a celebration where all, all this alumni came back to our school because our, our school's consolidating. So my, the little school that I work in was closing and they had um, each classroom's bulletin board got turned into a, you know, write your favorite memory from school, right? And so we had people coming back 30 years, 20 years, you know, um, and on the art bulletin board. So, and I've only been at this school for this particular school for about four years. Um, and so many people wrote on that bulletin board, free art, free, when I had free art, like that was always the fun time in class. Right. Oh, right. right. And, and that just, I, that I, I said to my principal, I was like, do you, did you see this? And she, cause she's on board with me, like switching my, my approach. And she's like, I know. Right. She's like, if that's not um, an indicator that, that we really need to change our approach, because what's the one thing people remember about our classes is that day that they could take an idea and run with it. Right. And so I just recently posted that there, um, I used to have my big pet peeve. My students knew my big pet peeve was I greet my students at the door. And when they would come in, they would say, what are we, what are we doing in art today? What are we doing in art today? Right. And I would just be, I would always joke. I was like, don't worry. I promise I'll tell you what we're doing. But now I get students coming to the door with, Hey, Miss King, I have this great idea. Right. It's a totally different thing. Or if they don't have a great idea, they come in and they're like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to make in art today, right? And it's not looking to me for the direction, yeah. right? I'm there to support that and to teach them techniques. And there's, there, I think some people think choice means no structure. There's structure 
It's just that we're supporting their ideas. That's beautiful. Well, every kid that walks into your class is incredibly blessed. And uh, I love the energy that you bring and the energy that they're bringing. Kim King, thank you so much for talking with me today. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I may have to seek you out for some, some, some help with my, with my artistic endeavors. <laughs> thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for listening to the latest series of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Please share these lessons on social media with the hashtag NTOY22. That's hashtag N-T-O-Y-2-2. You can also catch up on the last two seasons on our website at ntoy.ccsso.org. While you're there, you can also learn more about and find ways to support all of our efforts to elevate teacher voice through the National Teacher of the Year program. Until next time.